Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Welcome oh. to another episode oh. of Cat Radio. So we get, we get a vocal on Friday the 13th. You're really trying to scare our listeners, you know, aren't you? It's spooky. I like horror films when I was younger, but I hate them now. So I want to kind of, you know, boost that up. Well, that was quite a horrific experience. You're welcome, fam. (laughs) I've never liked the genre of horror. Never. I have I like, gotten up and walked out of the. Actually, you know what? I was. I didn't mind like the scream and stuff like that. But that's not really younger. horror. That's like comedy. Scream was nothing about scream was funny to me. Yeah, it's like a teen movie. No, but it came out when I was like in fourth grade. Yeah. So I was scared, but I have gotten up and gotten out of theaters. I don't do good with scary movies or with those gory types like uh, Saw. I don't want to see you oh, dig yeah. behind, take your eye out to get Mm-mm. the key in thirty seconds and all like. I'm mm-hmm. not that girl. You're never like been tied that up girl. to like a thing that's gonna slowly yeah. kill you, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. through a paper shredder. Yeah, uh-uh. and your fingernails Hostile. are being. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I I'm a rom com girl. I can watch Sex in the City one and two on loop and be just fine. Two. I like to. Oh, I Liza like, Minnelli like performed Single Ladies. You oh can't my, miss that it. That was so <laughs> extra. Oh my gosh. You can't miss. Uh, Samantha was flashing and needed her hummus. And and things to to give her her estrogen. Sex and City two did nothing for me. One I could watch over and over again yeah. for like a month straight. Sex and the City two was cute. The scene where she left in front of the library. Yeah, I know you were doing this. Well, we're gonna speaking of speaking of being humiliated like Big Dick mm. Carrie. We're gonna talk later on in the mm. show, but we have a very special guest mm. as we always do every week. Uh, I call him, he's one of my many Twitter cousins. <laughs> Mason is the self-proclaimed ambassador of yes, who wants to encourage people to say yes to life for six months. Since starting his half year of yes, he has said yes in amazing ways. Like he's gone parasailing, he's eaten moose, Ooh. buffalo, and alligator. I've eaten two of the three. Traveled to 18 different countries, because we know Mason's gone like what every weekend, mm-hmm. um, and to even Europe. met, and he's even met Danny Wallace, who wrote the book and film Yes Man, which stars Jim Carrey, which also happened to inspire the Half Year of Yes journey. Uh, Mason has been working on the Half Year of Yes project since September of 2017, and is now helping others start their own Half Year of Yes journey. You can learn more about Mason and the Half Year of Yes at www.halfyearofyes. Com. Welcome, Mason. Welcome. Oh, I feel so special. Thank you, Shar. Thank you, Jace, for having me. Thank you I'm for excited coming. to have you. Now, what you all don't know, what a lot of the listeners don't know, is that the way that we've been running this show this year is Jace and I pair off mm-hmm. with guests. So this week, Jace contacted you, and the next week, it'll be my a guest that I contact. So I'm, I'm very, this was a pleasant surprise because I'm like, oh, Mason, mm-hmm. he's, you're so elusive to me really? at, 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 at times, at times. I don't think I've ever read anything on record of or heard anything on record of you like doing some type of interview. So this is going to be fun. Well, I'm not famous or anything like that. So I mean, you know, <laughs> nobody interviewed me. You don't me. have to be. But I'm on Twitter. Anything you want to know is on there. Mm, anything? Well, we're exclusive here at Kiss. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Thank you for the first me. interview from Mason. Oh, grrr. <laughs> so I met Mason about a year ago at the infamous hashtag Mason brunch. <laughs> uh, Mason had a birthday brunch last year. It was a lot of people, but you had it. You it was like 
you and someone else that like did like a joint brunch, right? It was. Well, it was actually all me. So it was all you. You know, I don't really I share my birthday. An, I, I thought there was another girl. I'm like, can you imagine? No, there Mason was someone who threw it. My friend, she hosted it. Yeah. And then we had the whole upstairs minus Mary J. Blige on the other side. Oh yes. And, and Cookie and Johnson. Cookie because it was their little party that we shared yeah. the space with. And but. Nina Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the the brunch was fun, but Mason. The reason why I say hashtag Mason brunch is because. At the end of the brunch, the <laughs> bills were so outstanding and so many people had left. It has become, it's almost like a trigger for me. So like when my birthday rolled around <laughs> this year, I specifically like where I had, my, the, the place where I had my birthday was ideal for me because you as an individual could walk up to the bar, you could order what you wanted. So mm-hmm. if you wanted burger, fries, and a Mai Tai, you get that. You take care of it right there at the bar. You tip the bartender, you take, you pay for it right there. Then come back and join the party and they'll bring you your food. So that way I don't have to deal with any of that pesky gratuity with large parties or any like flex money. Because if I'm being honest, you all know where my birthday falls. It's like New Year's, Christmas. Like it's a, it's a lot. You have a breath, the rent is and then due. It's birthday. Like I don't have any stretch money to, to, to cover anything. So your birthday brunch a year ago serves as like a cautionary tale for me <laughs> because I, and you I, did I, it well because the char brunch this year was great i had <laughs> thank, fun thank mm-hmm. you thank you and i paid my bill yeah no problem <laughs> Amen. how much was the bill at the end because i had i paid my tab and i had to leave back to riverside all so i know you were one of the last people there all i know is that it was denver kendall and i sitting around just the three of us mm-hmm. looking at at first the bill said nine hundred dollars now hmm. mind you all i had someone's was, rent all i had was <laughs> creole shakshuka and water i didn't have a bottomless mimosa or anything this is at mason's brunch guys if if you're keeping up or if i'm not being descriptive enough so this is at mason's brunch i had creole shakshuka and water i didn't have anything to drink and i think the shakshuka was like 20 bucks tops yeah so i had the same thing this, i think it was like 17 yeah 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 tax, so, so how this going. pesky 900 dollars bill landed in my lap i have no clue but then i noticed that our waitress went back and she like did some misprints and then it came back and it was 600 which was better but it didn't feel better because i still didn't have that to give a 300 mistake <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. well you know there were some some things like in hindsight when i look at it like uh, one of my friends is a very particular picky eater. And he and, was at your birthday as well. And yes. they like bring out, like the way that they were bringing out stuff, like they told him that one order was his. And I think the chicken and waffles came with like walnuts. So he went, he was upset because he was like, I told y'all I don't want that walnut shit on my waffle. So he goes through, picks off the, wa- the, the walnuts and he's halfway through the meal. And then his custom order mm. came out. So I don't know if they were double, triple. All I know is it was ridiculous. Well, and I was dangerous shook. because people have nut allergies. Right. Right. And I, but the in fairness, the walnuts were not like baked into the waffle. They were visible. On top. But they were like, sprinkling mm, on top. So that could kill somebody. But there's probably like 30, 40 people at this brunch. Right. Like Fury was there, Asante was there, Den like it was like Derek the Chase. Was Ronnie there? It was like a lot of it was people. It was like Twitter in real life. It was actually like a tweet. It was West Coast greet. Twitter. Yeah. It was a tweet and greet. <laughs> It was a tweeting greet because I met people that I'm like, oh, another one of my Twitter cousins who I've never met. Hey, boo. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, or my Twitter nephews because, you know, I'm a universal auntie, old school. To be honest, I don't remember a lot of it. I was extremely drunk. 
Were you really? I didn't eat anything at my own party. You did not. You were on your feet the whole time making your rounds. Right. I was being a good host. And, you know, I love my birthday. And other people telling me happy birthday was my thing. And you're an Aries, right? But a March Aries. A March Aries. And not the crazy friends. There is a difference. April Aries are. They're the crazy ones. A piece of work. In my personal experience, one of my roommates was a damn April Aries. And we clashed like the Titans. What's your song? Capricorn. We clash like the MF and Titans. Uh, but anywho, so let's jump right into small talk, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we all know that this upcoming weekend, and matter of fact, I think it's tomorrow. I don't know if it's tonight and tomorrow. I'm speaking in context of Friday. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is hitting the Coachella stage. Mm. She performs on Saturday at 11. At 11.05 p.m. And it'll be streaming on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. I got to find something to wear. I'm not going to Coachella. I mean, <laughs> You're going to dress you know, up and sit at home and watch? You know what? I feel like, because I'm very persnickety when it comes to Beyonce and Destiny's Child and things that I really, really love. <laughs> I'm not a watch party girl. Like, even with, like, Scandal, when Scandal was, like, at its height, I used to try to participate in watch party. Like, I can only talk. Go, yes, I can right. only go it to watch parties. For things I do not care about. Like, I love the Super Bowl, but only for watch party culture. I love a buffalo wing and a drink. So why not mm. go to the Super Bowl watch party? Because I could give a rat's ass about the game. Funny you say that because game. I have pictures from your birthday with you with drinks and wings oh in hand. God. Well, <laughs> if it, don't bro- it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, honestly, my for- I don't stray too far You're away honest from the in, blue, in a blue ivy dress, right? Yes. Yeah, it was Blue Ivy's birthday, mm-hmm. so I wore a blue. Shout out to Fashion Nova. Mm-hmm. Because that was where I got With that slit. Yes. yes. It was very it was risque. all leg everything. You know what? But I had Ariel. I don't even want to talk about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> because Mason sent me a boomerang and I was like, why didn't you tell me to adjust my the top part of the dress? I was like halfway exposed. Oh, I, I didn't see a problem. What you just said. <laughs> I did. I mean, what a way to enter 30 because I have been saying yes, but we'll get to that. Um, so, yes, Beyonce, 11.05 tomorrow, which is Saturday the 14th. And if you if you're not going, if you didn't shell out, you know, your life savings to go to the Coachella and wear adult depends diapers and be with musty, sweaty, drug induced teenagers, then I guess that you can watch like I will be on YouTube. I just got to find something to wear. I went to Coachella a couple years ago and I will never go back again because you think 11 o'clock p.m. You have to sit through. An entire day. Amia was there. Was, uh, by the way, Amia is here in the studio with us. Um, hey, Mia. Taking uh, photos. Taking photos. And we went with my sister and a couple other people as well. Um, Claxton was there. And by the end of Saturday, I missed the last performance. I went home. I was tired. I did hear. I did hear that it's excruciating. And the only way to go is if. You have like one of those like celebrity bungalows or where there's air conditioning mm-hmm. and you a trailer can, because nothing is originally I was going to put on a um, what was that? Shake so, and go wig. A shake and go wig. <laughs> mm-hmm. But specifically the, the Rihanna. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. What song is Hard? that? Hard? Yeah, when yes. she's like in the desert. Like, that's how I imagined it. Like, combat boots, coochie cutters. Oh, so you had a whole look going. Oh. I did, in my head, I was like, okay, Char, I've never been to Coachella I'll be 30. It's a music festival. I want a, I want a strong red lip. I don't really need much else except a lash. I want a lash. A strong red lip, a lash, platinum blonde, shake-and-go unit with a bang. 
uh, crop top and coochie cutters with combat boots because I feel like that's comfortable. But then, that's a whole look. I need you to create this for me at some point. <laughs> I'm, maybe this summer. Maybe I'll show up next brunch. year. No, no, no. Because <laughs> the year of yes for Char is definitely been this year so far. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I had this whole idea, and then it just fizzled out. The more I read, uh, like people's posts on like medium or saw tweets about specific Coachella experience. Like it seemed like everybody had the universal experience. It didn't matter if you were black, white, if you were 25, 22 or 35, like there's a universal Coachella experience that did not no longer appeal to me. I'm concerned for Beyonce fans because she has a very mainstream demographic mm-hmm. right. but people don't understand like you don't have a science seating at the at the rose bowl like this isn't pitchfork in wearing, chicago right you're not this isn't lollapalooza in, in chicago field in the middle of the desert after being out there for hours upon hours this I isn't made wake, in america right i was Philly. there for six hours to see drake and by the time i saw drake i was fucking over it yeah because now he has an a, a hour, hour and a half set. Mm-hmm. You don't even have the strength to sing along. People are passing me blunts. I don't want no damn blunt. I want a nap. <laughs> I want water <laughs> and a pillow. Hello. So, yeah, I'll be watching from the comfort of my own home. Good um, luck, kids. Moving on. Okay, so Mariah Carey. Mm. MC, the Grand Dame. Skinny March legend. Aries. We share a birthday, so oh, I, I love really her. That. Yes. Like Skinny her. legend Mariah Carey revealed that <laughs> she is battling with bipolar 2 disorder. She got, was diagnosed almost 17 years ago in 2001. And, uh, yeah, she's been kind of suffering in silence, scared that someone would out her. She sat down with People magazine and actually let this cat out of the bag. And for those of you who do not know, bipolar disorder is like a mood disorder. If you've ever heard anyone in poor taste say, this weather is bipolar out here, you know, mm-hmm. or you acting bipolar like, it's it's a it's a real thing. I still remember reporting on a story when Chris Brown was in rehab. One of the many times he went or was in jail, I can't remember, but he was diagnosed <laughs> with bipolar. <laughs> he was di- diagnosed with bipolar too as well. So, uh, yeah, MC, she's she's dealing with it, but it sh- it certainly does explain a lot of her. But I think that this is what I'm afraid of: that people are going to look at a lot of her life and say, "Oh, well, that must have been a bipolar An episode. episode." And some of it is just really Mariah. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of her over-the-top grand yes. divaness is just really her. That's just who she is. And it true probably to form. isn't bipolar. And people are going to start assigning these episodes yeah. to that rainbow. I did mm-hmm. see one of my uh, glitter. <laughs> the glitter they say is the, what triggered it. Actually, Jesus, the, yeah. the whole TRL ice cream thing. Yeah, they said mm-hmm. that glitter. I think it was on Good Morning America this morning. Glitter is what she had like an emotional breakdown, an alleged suicide attempt that her camp still denies. And uh, that was I, what what set it off. Hmm. Um, I, for, I just lost my train of thought about the skinny legend. But uh, yeah, Mariah's a piece of work. I'm sure she'll be fine. And She's kudos to, to her for coming out about, you know, because it's still such a taboo topic. Right. Especially so, yeah. for someone at her level. Yes. I mean, people oh, try to discredit her a lot yes. now at this point in her career. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for her to come out, yeah. is, to me, yeah. it seems really brave. What I did notice is one of my Facebook friends said that uh, he's a big Whitney Whitney Houston fan. Like a big Whitney Whitney Houston fan. And uh, he said that he noticed <laughs> that a lot of the Whitney Houston fans have been supportive uh, to Mariah, you know, with, with their posts and things like that versus the Mariah versus the Lambley being shady about the alleged drug use of Whitney Houston. 
So I thought that that was something, mm. you know, for optics to, to bring up. But I imagine that the Lambly would be, as much as I love them, and I'm part Lambly, I'm part Houstonian, I don't know what to call it, the, the, the Nippies. The Brandyites. The Nippies, I don't know. The Brandyites. Um, I imagine <laughs> Whitney Houston's fan base to be slicker with their shade, and Mariah Carey's fan base to be more petty with theirs. I think like I can see Whitney Houston's fan base shade going well, over some people's heads. Well, because they're an older crowd. Yeah. But I mean, also just how I imagined Nippy to be. My girl. <laughs> <laughs> Shaka Khan. I can't. But yeah. So Mariah Carey, kudos to you. Paul Ryan announced that he won't be seeking reelection for a Speaker of the House. And this morning, because you all know that we record on Wednesdays, but we're acting like it's Friday. It's a struggle every week for me. But anyway, <laughs> on Wednesday's episode of The View, if you have not watched it, go back and watch it because Megan McCain was about to literally have a stroke on air. Like, there was veins coming from her forehead. Her voice got screechier and louder and high, more high-pitched. She was upset about this, and a lot of people are saying that uh, he was basically scared. Like this is a tactic because he was he knew that the odd with the way that the pendulum is swinging that he likely would not be reelected because the Republican Party is in shambles right now. The whole um, world's in shambles. <laughs> but the Republican Party is suffering. Mm-hmm. And they are they are suffering like none other. But they did this to themselves. They did, and they deserve every last bit of it. And so, uh, yeah, so they're saying that this is one of those things like, oh, I quit before I got fired type thing because John Q. Public is not going to reelect me. But I think that he is very strategic. He is leaving on good terms. I mean, people generally, or at least his party generally likes him. He can say if things go, I don't know, if he gets impeached or whatever happens to Trump, um, he can say, hey, you know, I left because... It didn't feel right to me, and now I'm a you right, know the right. voice of morality for the next. And he upcoming. Got, probably got tired of uh, explaining the tweets and stuff because you know when you're affiliated with that, you get questioned. Hello. You know, mm-hmm. you go to an interview about you know your new cookbook, and people are still going to ask you. People like me are still going to ask you about your president and his tweets. Speaking of the Republican Party, though, Stormy Daniels will be on the, and Megan McCain. Yes. Stormy Daniels will be on the View on Tuesday. Now she was originally scheduled weeks ago when uh, she first dropped her bombshell, but then she canceled. I was like, oh, she's scared of the panel, but she's going to go before the panel, and we will see how that goes. Good for her. A she probably just secured a, a bigger bag. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a stipend, I believe. Like when you go to these talk shows, you get about five hundred bucks. <gasps> That's it. Mm-hmm. You get about five hundred bucks, whether you be celebrity or just regular degular off the street. If you go to Wendy Williams show, you get five hundred dollars. If you go to the View, you get a cute little five hundred. Yep. Hmm. Typically. Hmm. I guess press is good. Yeah but they don't pay for interviews. It's like an appearance. Fee. Yeah. So it's very sense. crystal clear, clear. Like we're not paying you for the right. interviews. It's the Here's a nice fee. dinner. Like the, the baseline appearance right. fee. Um, also, Scandal. One more episode left. Are you all still watching? Not really. I'm hanging in there till the end, man. I it still is, love Scandal. We have It ends literally Thursday. One more episode left. I, I may consider like going back and watching, but it just became too much for me to be honest really just like with the whole like i just want olivia to get over her infatuation with the president with fitz well she's not if this final season she hadn't been on that i know but when i was watching it was like five was, seasons yeah, yeah it dragged out like, too long bitch move on like, like <laughs> it's not always that easy and, you'd be I, the first you, person you, to say but look and that's why too because i was watching her and seeing myself and so i couldn't do it no more see mm. i, I know that for 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 
with the general consensus that I took on online, a lot of people it got sketchy around like season four, like when she got kidnapped and was in that mm-hmm. dungeon. I think and that stuff. was the last season that I watched. That's when people kind of clocked out. <laughs> That's when people kind of clocked out. But what I will tell you is it definitely redeemed itself, especially within this last. This last season has been. It hadn't been as good as like season three, but it has been, they redeemed themselves to, you know, to, to be on their way out. Right, they redeemed themselves. Right. And That's so good. I'll, I'll probably stay and watch. I remember when I first discovered Scandal, it was like a few seasons in and I sat to watch one episode. Next thing you know, it was midnight from yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning. They're all on Netflix. Like, I have wrong. a similar story, but I was actually on a date. Oh. And he did Netflix air quotes. He did air quotes. Air guys. quotes. And How many episodes did you we were watching to? Scandal. And I ended up watching the whole like first half of the first season. Really? Did you take your clothes off? No, because I was watching the show, and then I left and went home to watch the rest of it. Yeah, I, they're all on Netflix. When I started watching, I started watching season two. So later on down the line, I went back and watched season one because it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I, I jumped in at season two, and I remember when it when it would be like number one worldwide trending topic mm-hmm. on Twitter. I remember because people would annoy me on Facebook because every Thursday it would be them saying people like, I don't watch Scandal. I don't see what y'all talking about. You don't have to post every week. Like, we talking about it because we like it. We love it. It's a cultural ph- phenomenon mm-hmm. right now. Scandal really did and change the game. And the cliffhangers at every single episode. And it changed so the good. game. As far as, mm-hmm. like, black female leads, Uh-oh. like, having their resurgence. Mm-hmm. Like, Carrie definitely and Shonda definitely played an instrumental role in that. Absolutely. We probably wouldn't have had a Being Mary Jane, a Cookie Lion, a, uh, a Annalise Keating had there not been an Olivia, Olivia Pope, Pope. If you really look at the optics of it. I agree. Um... What do you all think about uh, Belkalis's new album? I was just about to bring that up. Belkalis Almanzar. Belkalis Malanzar. Almanzar. Almanzar, excuse me, <laughs> of the um, the Bronx, had me go out to Penthouse in a crop top on Friday. Same. It was, right, we I were was, wearing was, crop tops. I was in a bralette. <laughs> bra, bra, bralette, I was me. in a bralette, fishnets, and uh, coochie cutters in stiletto closed toe booties. Oh, well, I was Is feeling some. T- I was feeling some oh, type of way because yes, I was. Got it. Something mm-hmm. happened on Friday, and mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get my my freakum dress on, even though it wasn't a freakum dress. I just, you know, sometimes you need to just be out there, mm-hmm. and so I validate was out yourself, there. reaffirm yourself, yes, and your sexiness. Yes. What do you think, Mason? Have I love you listened? the album. I think it's fun. I think it really encapsulates who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were doubting her since everything kept getting pushed back and then the whole baby rumors yeah. and then they didn't really know what was going on. she announced on SNL. Congrats. Right. Congratulations Yeah, SNL was, I didn't watch everything. I just saw a few segments. I love the Black Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> SNL was good. Chadwick was good. Belkalis was good. The sh- oh, mm, if you watch it, innocent, it was a bad episode, to be honest. Really? Yeah. It was very, like, cringeworthy. It wasn't funny. Well, Bickenhead is, I, I've been listening to that on repeat, but that's because I, I'm biased to that sample, the all right, all right, all mm-hmm. right. And I love La Chat. Everybody knows in college that one of my go-to songs when I would get drunk, even though the song came out was like, <laughs> Chickenhead came out when I was maybe like in fifth grade. Chickenhead. Oh, the, the dance. With Project Pat. No, the song. The song. Project Pat featuring La Chat. That's where Bickenhead comes from. That's where, oh, right. It's a playoff of Chickenhead. Okay. And so, uh, that came out maybe like in 1999. And, Wait, what, you were in fifth grade in 99? I was, going Ooh, into six. Mason, how old are you? And so Mason Thanks just for turned. asking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I would get drunk in undergrad, the point I'm trying to make is I would always put on that song and I would always fast forward to LaChat versus 
Project Pat with, yeah, you like my outfit. Don't even fake the deal. I thought you said you had your girl on a light bill. Always in my face. Talking this and that. Like, you haven't heard that, Jace? For real? I'm going to play it for you I after the show. I have to actually hear that actual song. I'm going to play it for you after the show. I know you're doing I love justice, Ratchet Shaw, by the way. I need to see more of her. Ratchet Shaw. Yes. <laughs> she ain't listen. I don't know. If she's for on air. She was at Penthouse on Friday. Mind oh. your business. Also <laughs> at Penthouse on Friday was Andy Cohen. We ran into uh, Mr. Cohen. I spoke to him. He's shorter than I expected. Surrounded by Negroes, and I mean, well, in fairness, it was an urban club, but uh, you know, Mr. Cohen has his alleged things in these streets with with his Negroidian uh, taste. And so, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I was really trying to actually get on Watch What Happens Live, either in the audience or as a bartender, because he comes to, to L.A. once a year. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go on Sunday because he had Lena Waithe and NeNe Leakes together. And that was a great episode. After show was great. It's on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, that was that Drake was cute. Um, dropped a music video as well and a song, you know, which I, I love. I love the song. You, you didn't like the video? No, but I like the song more than the video. Okay. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. I liked the it video was, because of that. Once the video got started, it was kind of weird at first. It was. With whoever, I, I'm really bad with I didn't understand like the treatment like, at yeah. first. I was like, where are we going with this? But I liked it because of the Yara and the, and the Tracy and, and the Issa and the Tiffany. Issa looked amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. smile is just so like Tracy addictive. was my favorite scene in that desert in with those mirrors. and that cater to you? In that, yeah, it, very but, much. But <laughs> the big hair and that sequin jumpsuit, I would have rocked that scene. Oh, my goodness. Um, I liked Drake's song, of course, because I'm biased to like anything New Orleans. And it had a cute bounce big sample. Big Frida. Yes. And it had fucking Lauryn Hill X Factor mm. sample. Mm. like. And Ooh. I like the messaging. Nice to these niggas. For what? what? For what? Why? I've I don't seen like a, shit. I've seen a lot of girls say, yeah, well, Drake said this, but they were never nice to begin with. So I don't get like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you making a big deal about it now just because Drake put it in the song? True that. True that. I like the song. I like the message. What did you guys think about uh, the promo that rolled out from Onika's camp with Barbie Tings? <laughs> but the what? I thought it was Chin Lee. That's the single. The album is Barbie Teens. Oh, I thought that. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. Um, yeah, Barbie, I'm excited the, for. The, I'm saying that the album cover was yeah, her yeah, yeah. and a few other people, like in, I don't in know if masks or Europe, in doll like dresses. Or, Marie Antoinette yeah. type. But oh, I missed Afro, that. But they had on like hoodies and corsets and I don't know. Um, you all know that I have mixed feelings about Onika. Why is she still doing that look? I feel like this is her. I said it was like her art pop album in that is going to probably be the thing that makes her change directions for the next album because mm. like you were going to say i think she keeps doing this whole campy thing i'm a barbie i'm in barbie like you're like 35 years old if she, she dropped the barbie 36 <laughs> if she references anywhere on this new album that these bitches, bitches are, are her sons, sons. I'm going to burn it. I'm going to listen to it. I've never really cared for Nikki um, for a myriad of reasons that I will not get into. But uh, I liked Monster. Like, I like the old Nikki. I like, I was I'm playing with Dwayne. And I like when she would mm-hmm. do the. the da, 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> when she was going through that phase. Blah, 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 then, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Robin. 
five star chick Nikki. I liked that mm-hmm. Nikki. Uh, and then right around the boom ba doom boom bass, she totally lost. Yeah, like she, she like, never really redeemed herself. herself. It's like season four of Scandal. She never really mm-hmm. redeemed herself after boom like, ba doom boom bass. Nikki, like highlighter yellow asymmetrical bob Nikki, which is not really my taste. I liked when the lace front was glued to her eyebrows. When it came down that oh, far, that, like that, when they cheated that, her forehead, that China bang. No, 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 no. I'm talking no bangs. That oh. lace used to be so far. You better look up old pictures of Nicki Minaj. Whoever oh. was installing her wigs. Do you know what I'm talking about, Mason? No. I will. You know what? While we're Bring on the show, up. keep talking. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually excited for Nicki's album more than Cardi B's. I like Cardi B more as a person. I think she's great, um, especially in interviews because she's remained authentically herself. Nicki Minaj, I don't really care for as a person, but I do think she's more talented than Cardi. I, I agree. Say, I've heard plenty of stories about Onika. Yeah, and I don't. That she, I, mean, I don't really care for her as a person, but I do think that she is extremely talented. I she think, is. Her um, flow is sick. I mean, I don't take yeah. anything away from the girl. I just, you know. Yeah. No, I I totally understand that. But the, Cardi B is a prime example of people liking you being the root of your success. Because if people didn't like Cardi B. I don't think she'd be as, as successful because her talent wouldn't match the caliber of where she's at. In my opinion. Her personality sells her music. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't even watch her season of Love and Hip Hop. Me either. Um, I just remember her being like everybody like, like, oh, Cardi. And I'm like, oh, she just seems so annoying to me. I couldn't stand to hear her talk. I thought that she was like a Jocelyn knockoff, ironically. By the way, has anyone checked on Jocelyn? Because I know this is Cardi's success is burning her up um, right she now. She has that, her baby that and she's in Miami. That was supposed to be her. The Puerto Rican princess. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Wi-Fi in here is absolutely dreadful, darling. I'm trying well, to show you all this. While y'all thing. looking for the theme, um, I'm going to bring up a quick announcement. Literally a noise. So I've talked about this pilot that we worked our asses off to shoot, produce, cast, location scout last year um so like all things in inter- entertainment some things fell through oh yes i'm looking at the Nicki minaj um wig in the middle of her forehead now and she has about maybe two fingers before <laughs> the glue starts i remember that phase remember the song that she had with cassie um that boy is out of whoever was doing her makeup like it, it seems like if you if you guys google Nicki minaj bad <laughs> wig it seems like at the beginning Shit. of her career, she was being sabotaged <laughs> by both hair and makeup. No, that was... And that's the, all I'm going to say. That's like sophomore year. The beginning, she was good. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but anyways... H&M. Shout out to uh, Joy. Joy <laughs> and <can't>. Killer Mike. <laughs> so, anyways, literally annoyed, I posted the trailer that is out on my Instagram, at jsparron. Um, and also check out the... Um, literallyannoyed.com for the trailer and the Indiegogo because we are trying to finish this project, wrap it up. Uh, we have worked our asses off for s- over six months now. Um, I personally wrote the script last October and it took months and a lot of people are involved and we need to pay them back. Um, so check it out. I think representation is huge and I was approached initially to write a script about black gayness which I knew what they wanted so I wrote a script with a black gay lead versus um, a story, a black gay story if that makes sense. Um, so please support, if, even if it's just like a share or a like 
or like tell your mama like hey i want to see this show and you'll um, post everything in the thread yeah everything's in the thread yeah and if you want to look at it now um yeah it's all out there and also bungalow music festival i'm actually on on the board for a great teen festival that is happening here in los angeles um in may next month it's on may 12th already bought my two tickets but it is at the echoplex uh my sister is heavily involved in producing this show it's um, a teen music arts festival. So we had our first event uh, a couple of weeks ago at Cool House in Santa Monica, and it was pretty good. We saw some of the local artists, and they're really dope. Like the singing, the poetry. There was a danced girl. There was a. There's so much different stuff going on, and so um, just to really, it's crazy because it was right a day after the march uh, that that kids had, and they're just really doing things, and it's very. Um, inspiring to see people at this age who have such a passion for what's going on in their world so we all want to support them so there's an indiegogo there's also tickets that are on sale bungalowmusicfest.com check it out yes bungalow i'm gonna be in the building too Ooh, you also before we move on to the uh corner i just got a shout out miranda ho miranda hobbs is not playing with you mm. in new york mm. city yes Mm, I'm about to move back. Miranda is not playing. All of her, t- like literally this whole rollout, I wish she was here doing something for office because we could use some facelifts uh, too, you know, in California. Yeah. But anyway, let's hop into the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's LGBT corner goes out to, when I say my sis, I really do mean my sis. Her name is Lena Bloom. Um, ooh, I almost said her last name that I know. Um, but ooh. Lena is someone who, uh, what's so ironic is that we, we didn't grow up on opposite sides of Chicago, but Lena is someone who I would run into like, we weren't friends growing up. Like, I'm talking about, like, coming of age. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sneaking up north, which is, like, the uh, Boys Town area of Chicago. And I run into her, and I remember just thinking, God damn, this girl is gorgeous. And then we later became cool. Like, she lives in New York City. She's a model now, like, full-fledged model, been in vogue, has walked uh, the runway, plenty of runways and mm-hmm. fashion shows. But anyway, I don't know if you all remember a few years ago, Carmen Carrera, mm-hmm. who is a trans woman, she was really trying to be that first uh, trans angel, Victoria's Secret angel. And I don't know what happened with that, but subsequently, I guess it just didn't work out for her. So Lena just dropped a, a, a Twitter photo set earlier this week saying that she now trying and it's picked up a lot of traction. I've seen Global Grind report on it. I've seen uh, Team Vogue report on it. And so fingers crossed, because this would be another win, like another hometown hero. She's a gorgeous woman, mm-hmm. um, a great model, and she would eat that runway up. So you know what? Um, nationality or not ethnicity she is she's a mix of a lot of things yeah i don't want to because she looked like a kind of like a asian yeah i i I, I think she's filipino okay uh i know that she's black and filipino Mm -hmm. um or maybe it's thai like there's is some sort of asian she got an exotic Um, blend going she does and there might be some cuban in there like she yeah she does she has an exotic mix but i love her to death she's such a sweet girl always uh been so courteous and nice to me last time i was in new york we were supposed to link up it did not happen because i was only there for two days and i was moving a mile a minute and that was two years ago and she's never out here in uh, in la so uh yes lena we are rooting for you here at kiss and tell you have our vote our support and we want to see you stomping down that vs runway in december 
Let's hop into the first topic. So my topic this week is about karmic adages. Mm. And I feel like I can talk to both Mason and Jason about this because Jason and I have talked behind the scenes, of course, but Mason and I just exchanged a few tweets earlier this week about this. And I feel like on this show we have touched on this or maybe we have uh, talked about it, but we have not really had an in-depth conversation and a nuanced conversation. And it's important because Mason is here and Mason is always rolling out the, uh, the questions on Twitter that, that make you stop and think, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just answer Mason's questions. Like Mason, (laughs) Mason really makes you pause in the middle of the day and be like, damn, am I like my mother? (laughs) Uh, So what I mean by that is uh, we've seen examples in the media of things like you can't win when you play dirty and um, how you get them is how you lose them. Most recently, of course, with Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. But before we dive into that, we also saw this. We talked earlier, well, last year about Iniko and Kevin Hart mm-hmm. when Kevin was busted uh, smashing some girl's guts to smithereens when Iniko was pre- pregnant. Oh, and then, um, of course, I think it's important to add to the conversation uh, Belkalis and Offset. Yeah. yeah. And people criticizing her because she is essentially baby mama number four. Um, and he cheated on her. And he's cheated on her multiple times mm-hmm. publicly. Um, and allegedly there might be a Baby mama number five as well. So that you know what that means. Hashtag hood twins. Mm. Belkalis mm. baby born in July. Other woman's born in September. Hood Look, twins. Hopefully it's the same and high school alleged. when they graduate. This is alleged. So my question to you all is, do you subscribe to adages? And Because we've had guests on the show that are like, no, I don't. I, I don't believe in that. And. And how do you navigate that? Because I had a, a, a conversation also on Twitter with shout out to shock, Chris Shockley, um, where he was like, are you surprised that Tristan did this? And I'm like, it kind of kills redemption. It kind of kills optimism because just because like, I want to take my Iyanla and be like, you do it to her, you'll do it to me. And you <laughs> don't have permission to do it to mm-hmm. me. But it's like, can che- cheaters change? Can liars change? Can thieves change? Like, I feel like half of my timeline, my timeline is divided in half. Mm-hmm. I feel like half of my timeline is like, you know, that he sh- exhibited this behavior before. Chloe is a fool. And then others are genuinely like WTF Tristan. So that is my question to you all. Do you all subscribe to old sayings and adages? Do you believe that, you know, you can't teach a, a new, what is it? An old oh, dog, dog, new, new tricks. tricks. Like, do you believe like With once a cheater, always like this- that rhetoric? This rhetoric, okay, so there's a difference between once a cheater, always a cheater, and how you get them is how you lose them. Because if I find out or you tell me that you cheated on your boyfriend five years ago, you took the time to reevaluate and heal from that, or not heal, but just like figure it out. like Mature, why, mature grow. Yeah, grow, whatever you want to call and it. And cheating is circumstantial. I uh-huh. um, but the difference with this particular situation is that Tristan was pregnant with Jordy with Jordan yeah when he met Chloe yes so it was kind of like a there was no time in between my Lisa Kardashian who is a Kardashian stan who Kim hangs with occasionally she uh is in Louisiana or whatever she tweeted without a link or source and in my googles I didn't find 
this quote. But she tweeted and said that Jordy went on record to say that she was the one who broke up with Tristan. Like, Tristan didn't leave her high and dry. Like, this whole what goes around comes around, Chloe, aha, is it doesn't apply because that's not the case. But like I said, I, in my Googles, I didn't come across it. So if you yeah, guys find I it, I saw, guess link it to me. I saw Amber Rose and Jordan both said something to Chloe to kind of like help her out or whatever it yeah. to be. Um, but let's just say that this was the fact that he left from one to the other yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, That kind of gives me a little bit less sympathy because it's it's they're capable and it's fresh you know <laughs> but you, right. do you understand how someone could flip that on you with with the example that you used earlier about oh you cheated on your boyfriend five years ago there will be someone somewhere that if he cheats on you they'll be like well he told you he cheated before and you still went on a relationship with him mm, what do you think mason but there's a difference between maturing and time i think time is the biggest thing and how you got him? Like, how did you? What's the foundation of your relationship? Is it someone else was involved when you're building the foundation? But that could also be whittled down to other things. That's like saying, like, you have to be discerning with that because that's like saying, oh, you meet someone in the club, you're gonna lose them to the club. Don't be surprised if you lose them to the club. Well, mm. I think things like that are generalisms, and you should just take them for what they are. But you shouldn't apply it to every situation because, like Jay said, it could have happened five years ago. It could have happened ten years ago. Who you were then may not be who you are now. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it at an everyday basis, an ongoing basis. Um, with the Tristan Chloe thing, I think it's all speculative. We're looking on the outside, looking in, and Jason and I were talking about this earlier. How, just in my personal life, and and Jason said in his social media, you can see people seeing certain tweets or certain things, and then they retweet it and they create a whole story based on something that they mm-hmm. only have a small idea about. So this whole thing about Tristan leaving her while she's pregnant they may have broken up we don't know who left who for what but the story that has been told or that has been created is that he left her and so now that this has happened to chloe people are pointing back to the story that again was made up that no one has said this is what happened and now you're saying oh well this is karma it could be karma it could just be a happenstance it could be a coincidence it could be a lot of things but we're on the outside looking at their relationship And we're not looking (laughs) again at ourselves because, as you said earlier, is it always a liar, always a cheater, always a thief? We're quantifying things in a different way. Also, there were a lot of projections because I noticed this morning I had a little um, tiff with someone who doesn't even follow me. But I had entertained the question yesterday. um, Well, what if they're in an open relationship and the joke is on us? Right. Right. Which is which is just a possibility Mm -hmm. um or like you said what if they broke up like we don't oh i don't know what that is um oh that was Whoopi goldberg why is she playing stop (laughs) i was trying to go through my twitter um and so the person was like cheating doesn't xyz and i was like well that's my point i was trying to pull up the tweets to read them verbatim but i was like that is my point we do not know their arrangement and then the person fired back with something else and i'm like and we don't he oh the person was saying but that was her only partner and da 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 we don't, don't know. know. Don't know. I don't know Chloe personally. You don't know Chloe personally. I don't know Tristan personally. You don't know Tristan personally. So right now the internet is all a flutter based off of our own triggering experiences right. and projections. Because we don't know what's going on. We just know that the optics are bad. Chloe is due any minute now. And this man is out here. Uh, Kissing do, the lookalikes. Doing a, a, a dime a dozen. And then the side chick is a hot, disgusting mess. Ooh, that story yeah, that, that she part. posted. Ooh. 
and they're gonna tag Wendy's show. Like, how thirsty are you? Yeah. Like, how no, bottom see, of the barrel are you? It makes me wonder what happened between the side chick and Tristan to make her do this. Yeah, she wants well, attention. I no, say, but I mean, a lot she of wouldn't times, have done it. At least in my opinion, she wouldn't have just done it just because I want attention. She wasn't getting something from him, I think, and this was that her way of acting didn't come out. Through. <laughs> right, that PayPal. Yeah, that it's Venmo. Overall, I, th- I think that it's just uh, disheartening to see. And just to, I guess, piggyback off of what Mason was saying, is it, it our, our stories have kind of been confirmed because the stories have been about Chloe have been rolling out every five minutes today. Like, it's still fresh. Mm-hmm. And E! News said that Chloe was distraught, crying, begging her doctor. There's no way, like, she's literally about to plane. pop. She's literally about to pop. And, you know, you can't fly after a certain uh, point in your pregnancy. And she has been begging to get back to L.A. She wants to get out of Cleveland so bad. I watch every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I've seen other things with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And Chloe is essentially in Cleveland. And she has built a home with him. Like, they Mm -hmm. live together. She organized the pantry and everything. So I can only imagine, like, they said that she, when this news dropped, and kind of picked up traction like she was crying uncontrollably she's been experiencing control like just imagine the stress that that does on the body so what i have seen is a lot of people of course not having uh empathy or sympathy for her which hey to each their own but what i think is just so cruel is laughing at her i'm Mm -hmm. sorry i think laughing at a pregnant woman but it's not a they're not laughing at a pregnant woman they're laughing at a kardashian and kardashians are one of those things that people love to hate and had it been just someone else that you didn't know and you heard that story, you're like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. How could, how could he do that? But since it's a Kardashian, people, people just generally don't hate. like them. So but it's okay everybody, to hate them But, but watch it, you know, be, you know, in 32.3 million households when the next season premieres. Because, oh, right. you Chris know, that working. episode's going to be good. I was going to say, I'm first sorry. of all, uh, <laughs> BMP rolls out an old nasty trailer. Every season of Keeping mm-hmm. Up With The Kardashians. And when they drop that super tease, that one minute and 30 second tease for your ass. I'll be tuned in. <laughs> I'm going to be there Sunday at 7, ready to see how we handle this. Uh, but so in your own personal lives, how have adages shown up? Have they proven to be something like mm, my grandma always said, or have you kind of ever been in an instance where you've maybe seen red flags or ignored certain things and then ended up with egg on your face? Or have you had success stories where none of that applied where you heard that the boy was like stealing from his ex-boyfriend and he never stole none from <laughs> you and y'all, and y'all dated for three years like how has that shown up in your personal life um so it's funny because about and this is very eye-opening because it was when i was 29 in my 20s um my stepmom i was talking to her and she literally told me i'd never been brokenhearted and i was like well what are you talking about same and she was like Jace, you have to realize you have been forewarned or by the people or from what you've seen by people that you date about what's going to happen. Yet you continue <laughs> to go on this route or this journey with them, hoping that they're going to change. Well, that's the risk in every relationship. Yeah. But Literally every single one. She right. was just saying that I always prepare myself for the worst to happen because I know it's going to happen because of what's been told to me or mm. what... And so I was just like, you're kind of right. Because I'm always like, I'm a, I'm a fixer. And I, that should not be appli- applicable in my relationships. And I have gone through that trend. And now me looking back, like, okay, like I can understand that. So when it comes to things like um, 
you know what goes around comes around all these different phrases yeah i definitely do believe that do you think people can change yeah but in my personal but life what goes around or, comes around does not apply to people warning you it applies to you doing something shitty to someone in the past and then it the clown came back to bite right. that's what it applies to it doesn't apply to oh well 50 million people warned you that he was an ass and now you found out that he's an ass and now your feelings hurt that's not what goes around well comes around. whatever phrase is out there that applies to the situation I don't I don't think I I would want to navigate my romantic life like that. And this may sound um, irresponsible. It wasn't a conscious thing for me until it was pointed out to me. But what I'm saying is this may sound irresponsible. This may sound juvenile. You all know that I haven't I've only been in a handful of relationships. And that was like, who, who, (laughs) who eons ago? Um, And right now I've been, you know, dabbling back in the dating scene. And. I feel like I'm cautious up to a point because I want to be blissfully in a relationship, even if that means blissfully ignorant. I don't think that I could personally approach my uh, dating life expecting the worst. I don't think you have to expect the worst. I think you just need to be aware. And I think that we've kind of moved out of that blissful state and almost to a pessimism just in general. Mm. And I see it happening oh, all the time, every day online, <laughs> on Twitter. It's full of cautionary tales. But you, between the, between but the news. Bad news always travels faster. So you're always going to hear about the relationships that didn't work. You don't really hear about the people who whose relationships are fine. You always hear about people saying, oh, well, my grandfather cheated on my grandmother and had five different side babies and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. But you don't hear about people... Or when you do hear about people's grandparents and you you hear other people say, well, you don't know what happened. Well, maybe my grandparents were actually happy. Like everyone's. I'm a well, you don't know what happened type of woman because I, I, I'm on the like I want to believe in monogamy. But the older that I get, I but I also I'm not open to an open relationship at all in any way, shape or form or capacity. I'm not open to an open relationship. Absolutely not. Are you Mason? You all are both making faces. In theory, at me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking at Mason. I in theory, I like the idea of an open relationship. Really? Okay. However, in practice, I don't think I can do it. When the rubber meets the road, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm too possessive. All them tweets as, <laughs> I'm possessive mm-hmm. as a person, and then I make a difference between being possessive and jealous. Jealous is wanting something that somebody else has, someone else has, but possessive is going to mark the territory that belongs to me so it's like the kid who has a bunch of toys and another kid comes picks it up i wasn't even thinking about that toy but since you went over there let me go run and snatch it back that's mine and put it down and go do what i was Mm -hmm. doing before that's how i feel about relationships you can do whatever you want to do you can go out and hang out with your friends i don't care i'm not like every five minutes what are you doing but the moment i see someone touching my stuff Mm -hmm. then Mm. that's an issue that's hot so in an open relationship somebody's touching my stuff and now you can't play with my and stuff. And you can't that walk off mine. with my stuff. Shout now I can go play with somebody girls. else's stuff, maybe. <laughs> Wait, what? But that doesn't... Hold on, pause, rewind. What Wait, you, you said you're going to go play play with somebody else's stuff. See, this shit. is why I said the idea of it is great. Because in my head, then I can go play with any toy I want to. But I don't want you to play with any other toys. Do you want to play with so toys? So in order for me not to play with any other toys, we both have to be monogamous. And I'm okay with that. I don't hmm. want you... I don't like the thought of my man having any sort of sexual and emotional connection with someone else while I'm still in the picture. Like if you go with sexual or emotional, because there's a difference. Well, I'm going to conflate them, but I mean, there is a difference, but I'm going to tie them up in a nice pretty package because sexual and emotional go hand in hand in relationships. So the thought of you 
doing both with someone else, I'd leave. Like, I know that I, I, what is the point? You're supposed to be mine. But you would be okay with them having an emotional relationship no, with someone else. No, no. I'd much rather, a matter of fact, I'd much rather you cheat sexually than to cheat emotionally. Mm-hmm. See, I'm the opposite. Personally. I would rather you Just cheat don't bring emotionally than sexually. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. Because to me, again, it goes back to the possession thing. You're physically, that's my space. That's mine. That All that. So I only, I can go in there. Yeah, if you there want as to. in his hole? Yeah. So okay. you can do Thanks, all Jace. That's mine. <laughs> Emotionally, if you Clarifying. want to have like an emotional pin pal and confess how much you love each other, I don't care. Whatever. Really? Because do you believe that, in. Because emotionally, that doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to. Shit. Well. Maybe. I but. think you're <laughs> underestimating the power of emotional relationships. I feel like it's stronger than and the connections. Sexual, to be honest. Because no one's going to leave you for some good dick. But if they feel that they're being satisfied emotionally by somebody mm-hmm. else, that would be more, in my opinion, than what I've seen, to reason to leave. In my recent developments, what 30 has taught me, and this is going to sound so cynical, but I don't believe that it is possible. And I'm not, ooh, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to say that men are these like barbaric creatures who just can't, who are incapable of monogamy, but based on examples that I've seen in my personal life and on the Twitter streets and in film media books, men are going to cheat regardless. And what I I, hold mm -hmm. on where I'm at with it is as long as I do a, I don't find out. So don't be having me breaking bread at a hashtag Mason brunch. And the bitch (laughs) that you cheating with is at the same table. And two, don't bring fleas to my bed. So if you're gonna be if you're gonna be out there cheating, it needs to be somebody to me. I don't need anybody bumping me in the club. But I just feel like I hate that it's come to this. But at thirty, I just feel like it is impossible to have a monogamous relationship with a man. I'd have to go lesbian. Well, see, you're going into it thinking that men can't be monogamous. So what does that? These these are my questions for you now. So what does that that I haven't about, seen otherwise. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist just because you haven't seen it. There are plenty of people in monogamous relationships. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Have you asked people, hey, are you in a monogamous relationship? No. How does that work? a weird question. Well, you, but you're making the assumption that people can't, or especially men can't. Well, I'm making them. the, I, I, I wouldn't say that it is an assumption. It is a generalization. Right. But I'm not saying, I wouldn't say that it's an assumption because I've laid out, there is fact in front of me i have seen it throughout my friend circles i have read about it on twitter i have read about it in books magazines articles exposés i've seen it in movies based on fiction and non-fiction but what about all the uh, ones that everywhere. you've seen that could combat that that information saying that there are people who are monogamous the overwhelming majority and- is y'all out there cheating i, overwhelming dis- I majority. disagree i think that people give do me cheat. an example of something that i can refer to of a monogamous relationship okay we'll use the most over Used example, Barack and Michelle. Do you think that Barack mm. is out there slanging the wood? Currently, all across no. The <laughs> Currently, no. But I would entertain the idea before Sasha and Malia were born. I could totally see it. I could totally see it. And you think Michelle would have stayed? Uh, I because she made more money than him, so she didn't yes. necessarily need to, that a is husband true. For that. that is true. I think it depends on the stage in their relationship, especially if the big E, if the emotional relationship was already strong. Um, I can see anybody working through something like that. Um, And I do think, depending on what stage they were at in their relationship, that she would have stayed. If it would have happened early, early on, I don't, I mean, she's a Southsider. She went to Whitney Young. Hell no, she wouldn't have stayed. However, I could totally see 
no disrespect to my president, but I could totally see Barack prior to children smoking smoking that cigarette because <laughs> I had at my internship, shout out to WCIU, the U, uh, one of my, I did two internships and at the second one, which was that one, one of the hosts of a show that I worked on knew Barack before he was even heavily into politics. And she said during her lunch break, she used to see him out there on a smoke break. So I could totally in my head, Barack with a full head of black hair in a business setting, very charming, flirty, winning smile. I could totally see him slinging it. Not to any and everybody, but if there was some, if the right one walked in into the, to the workplace or he's getting to drink after work. Yeah. I could totally, I could see it. Yeah. I can see it. But I don't know. I can't I, see it today. I, I can't like, see it. I like conflict with that mindset because I'm very much so like if you speak something into existence, it's going to happen. Like that's the way that I operate. Well, the, but I'm the, not the speaking time, it into, I'm not speaking it into but, existence. But your mind state to me sounds like you're going into any relationship situation with this idea, maybe in the middle of your mind, not the back and not the front, but somewhere in the middle. That, Come on, middle. He, <laughs> that he is mind. going to at some point cheat on me. And I have to be okay with this if I want a relationship. So yeah. what does that say about? Wow. You just read my going, mind. Mm-hmm. What are you going into these relationships? Like, okay, I think so he that may it be would, a little iffy, but I'll let him slide I once or twice if I don't find out about it. And I, think I think that it would be ignorant and very juvenile and in, in, in seventh grade of me to go into a relationship and not expecting some form of, of fuckery. But the expectation part, I think, is what... I'm not expecting... Let me clear this up. I'm not expecting you to cheat on me. But you just said The that. option is there because I know that you likely will. But you could do the same thing. You are in the same position that he is. You could cheat. Who's to say I that you can go no, up there is, and the right one? That is true. One. But I'm saying based on my personal track record, every relationship... If- hold on. Every relationship that I have been in, I have broken up. With the, I've never been dumped, okay? Never been heartbroken, never been dumped. Every relationship that I've been in, hell, even, I mean, with the exception of guys being like, oh, you're trans, can't date you. Any other instance, I mean, and aside from me like, oh, you're annoying, like I'm annoyed, I'm done with you. <laughs> but there has always been some sort of infidelity. I always hearken back to one of the first stories I shared on this platform where one of my boyfriends in high school, I went away for a retreat a retreat like a self-esteem like help the youth type thing (laughs) and I took him to dinner I had my last 20 I wasn't even working this is my junior year of high school I took him with my last 20 and treated him out like he was like a two for 20 at Applebee's or something but I took him to dinner because I really liked him he didn't have a car I had the wheels like I treated him because I knew that I was not going to be there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I, after school, I took him to dinner on Thursday. Monday came around. I'm at the retreat. So the weekend, he's hanging with his friends and stuff. Monday came around. I noticed instantly he's acting funny. And, he, and to this day, he's the only person, like I said, in hindsight, well, like I always say, in hindsight, that I kind of respect because we were young and he told he I didn't speak to him till that Wednesday. And I was in theater practice rehearsing for something. And he called me. I stepped out of practice and he told me that he had contracted gonorrhea. <laughs> mm. His best friends threw him a hotel party for his birthday. He slept with two people and he contracted gonorrhea. Mm. I, not only did I instantly hang up on him because I had to process you you know that my favorite movie was 
growing up was waiting to exhale. So I had to <laughs> process child. to make sure that I didn't go down that Bernadine route because this is not my husband. I've always been good at kind of acknowledging things like that. Like, okay, what does he owe me? What doesn't he owe me? Um, but I did. I broke up with him instantly because I didn't have time for that. But in hindsight, like I said, it was it was commendable for a little 17-year-old to – because he could have treated it and just, like, let me, you know – what well, we were having a, we were having a right. lot of sex <laughs> i was about to say we were having a lot of sex and i mm. i think he weighed his options it was better telling me than letting me contract it and then i find yeah, out absolutely. and now all of a sudden i'm at your mama's house with my cousins and i'm ready to blow some up so uh like i said i got off track but like i said based on my own personal track record i have never have i been tempted yes but i've never cheated on anyone i've never been unfaithful physically or emotionally to anyone that I've ever dated or entertained dating. So there's more use out there. I mean, but however, I have dated multiple guys at once, but I'm saying like when there's been like relationship, like on the road to relationship, no, I've, I have never stepped out. So that's why I put it all on the man because I imagine that, uh, Shar's track record has been, has been this up to this point. So I know entering a new relationship that that's, it's going to be what it is. Now, do you have this conversation with them? And you say, you know, I we think never th- really get this far <laughs> <laughs> in the pillow talk of things. We never really get this far. The most recent date I went on, we got pretty far. Like we talked about everything. I shared last week. We were talking about like pregnancy scares and I disagreed with him over because he likes Nipsey hustle. And I'm like, ill. Why? And I brought up that problematic post that Nipsey posted about right. how gays are destroying the black community. Um, <laughs> And but we never really get that far. But it, it, I think it always uh, is in the back of my mind. And like I said, I think it's because I was I was surrounded by it. I tweeted earlier um, when the View discussed Jay Z sitting down with Letterman and <laughs> discussing his infidelity. I said that it was a little bit of a trigger for me because cheating wasn't something that I grew up like. I have friends that are like, oh, it's just this, it's just this. Cheating was not normalized in my household at all. But as I got older, I learned a lot of things about aunts, uncles, hell, even my own parents. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's all around me and I have yet to see otherwise. So I'm not entering new relationships expecting him to cheat on me, but I know that the option is there. I feel like I'd be a fool if if I was like, oh, he only belongs to me. Mm-mm. Would you mm. entertain the option of monogamy being there? See, this is why I didn't want to do this with you today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with the questions. Um, I, w- I feel like I do. I feel like I but do. Because you haven't said it at all. I feel like I do entertain monogamy, but I don't, I don't know if I put the emphasis on monogamy because I know how my dating life looks. I know what the dating cycle looks like. So everybody gets a fresh slate when they knock on my door. Uh, but, but it's, it's right. Oh, they do. Because it sounds like you have a bias going into it. I, I, I will openly admit I do have a slight bias cause I've yet so to So then see they don't otherwise. get a fresh slate. Okay. Well, they get a a a, a eighty five percent slate. <laughs> so now they have to overcome that. Yeah, I think any man that I'm with going forward, I'd sit back ten years from now and be like, "Wow, so you really never cheated on me? Wow, wow!" And That's then I, offensive, actually. And then I'd why? have to uh, work through some personal things, but I'm 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 expecting. I, I just that's I expect some sort of lemonading if we together for twenty years. I'm expecting a a full cycle somewhere between there. Hmm. And I just, I don't think it's smart to approach relationships expecting otherwise. 
personally. And then you also have to factor in that I'm a woman in very particular shoes. So a lot of men that I attract don't always have the most genuine. I mean, with cis women as well. But I feel like with trans women, it's a very peculiar experience a lot of the times when it comes to dating. And a lot of guys really just don't have the best intentions at heart. You want me to be your trial and error, your hypothesis for your science experiment because you've never been with a trans woman before, or you're a chaser. You know, the, the, the word that the street uses, well, we're in a safe space on Kiss and Tell, but the girls say tranny chaser, but you all don't say that. Um, <laughs> but, you, you know, you're a chaser, meaning that you play a certain role, but you, you, you purposely go after trans women because you have a kink and a fetish. Like, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm dodging, like, bombs in dating and dealing with men. You're gonna find you a good ass man. I mean, I'm not looking. Shout out to Rihanna. I know. I'm not. But lo- when the day comes, I'm not looking. I'm having fun right now. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm. De- and I'm accepting it for what it is. For the most part, men will break up with me. Um, will they? Oh yeah. In all of my dating experience in LA, I've been quote unquote dumped because we've just been dating. Um, you know, if they, when I disclose that I'm trans, because typically I like going to like it, it varies from guy to guy. Or, or they, they'll yo-yo, which I was sharing with you all right. prior to the show, mm-hmm. which means they'll be like, oh, I can't date a trans woman. And then a week later, like they always come back. Every man that has turned me down once he found out, once I've disclosed. You got the juice like that, sure. Every single one <laughs> has come back. I don't care if it's a week later, six months later, a year later. They And if even if they don't have my number, they will. I'll get a random Instagram like, and now you're in, that, you're in that one folder that I don't ever check. Uh, and so it'll be like, what I mean with yo-yo is that, oh, Char, I can't do this. I can't date a trans woman. And then, oh, Char, I, I can. What's up, big head? I can. Right. What's up, big head? I can. How you been, boo? da 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 And then, you know, we start dating again and going out on dates, and then they drop out again. I thought I could, but I can't. So, yeah. So my dating experience is very nuanced. I mean, I feel like we there's a common connection that we all share, especially with being millennials and dating. But my dating experience as a trans woman is going to differ from right. you all as right. gay men. So, yeah. As ours will differ from even white gay men. Yeah, that is true. So I do subscribe. Overall, just to wrap up my topic, I do subscribe to old adages. Nothing brings me. Well, I shouldn't say nothing. What I will say is one of the mm-hmm. sweetest joys of life is witnessing someone get a taste of their own medicine and watching how they react to it. Because I have, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy, oh, you was just out here doing X, Y, and Z, and now it's happening to you, and you want to cry about it. But I'm going to clamp my tongue because everybody calls me judgmental. So I'm going to listen to you, but I'm going to clamp my tongue, and I'm going to move right along. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But I do subscribe to that. I believe everything that you put out, will come back to you. And even if it doesn't land when you put it out, I believe that the intention behind the action will find its way back to you. So even if you don't do the action all the way through, even if you don't follow through your intention, the baseline, the foundation of, of the motivation as to why you wanted to do it will, Mm. it it will see you again. So just make sure that you are treating people the way that you want to be treated and navigate how you would want to be navigated, you know, clear communication. All of these problems could be solved with clear and concise communication and everybody being a grown up. But of course people like to complicate people like me. I'm a part of the problem too. uh, like to complicate these, uh, 
dating scenarios. Things. Yeah. All the best to Chloe, well, though. Chloe, I, yeah. I hope have you have a healthy baby. Stay safe, in Cleveland. Safe please. birth. I mean, for she the can't, sake of your child. She can't do anything. Jay. I'm just happy that she's pregnant and she's having the baby because she wanted it. She wanted the baby. baby. Right. It's a girl, too. Aww. I thought it was going to be a boy. She's having a girl. I wonder if, with this news dropping, if the name has changed. Like, mm. what if the name was like going to be like Tristiana or something? <laughs> I don't listen. I don't know. Christiana Kardashian. I listen. Um, I don't know. You know, Chloe's the quote unquote ethnic one. I don't know. Whoa, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's move along. So, my topic today is getting back with Bay. So this is actually a separate topic from Shars, but um, this was a verbal kiss and tell um, mail. By the way, guys, ask KAT Radio. Sorry, ask kiss and tell. Was it Ask Us Until? AskKATRadio at gmail.com. That's what it is. AskKATRadio at gmail.com. If you have questions, submit them. We'll answer them. Um, but this yes, one was, I love answering mm-hmm. those questions. Um, so this one was a verbal um, cat mail. And they were... This person in particular is kind of on the fence with getting back with their ex. So they were together for a year and a half. Um, they experienced some things. Um including not full disclosure with certain fetishes or kinks um, on one of the partners' behalfs that kind of came out eventually and imploded. Um, and it's still been a issue while they're reconnecting because they broke up. Now they're slowly kind of getting back in the swing of things. But he is terrified that the issues, in particular um, these fetishes and kinks, um, communication as well as money, kind of resurfacing in the new relationship. Um, so I kind of wanted to focus on those three things, particularly just the sex part and just honesty with what you like in the bedroom and sharing, having that conversation with your significant other. Um, kind of your thoughts. Like, if, Have you guys ever been in that situation? Because I have personally where I was dating somebody who had certain likes in the bedroom or wanted to fuck other people, whatever the case may be. And they had a hard time telling me that, which if they would have told me that kind of resolved When you say sleep with other people, does this mean like them bringing other people into y'all bedroom for like threesomes and group sex and stuff? Um, Or them flat out cheating? It's an array of different scenarios. Oh. Um, Right. Right. Excuse me. Right. That part. Um, So... Basically, my question to you guys, have you guys ever been in an experience where you had to maybe readdress going back to somebody that you were dating before and were kind of scared or hesitant to reintroduce that relationship or the situation because of what happened in the past? Based off of sexual stuff. Based off of sexual stuff or communication or money. But I kind of wanted to touch upon the sexual part of it because I think in particular with us being black folk in general we don't talk about sex in the household like we didn't we weren't raised or at least i wasn't talking about sex and what that meant or sexuality or fluidity or whatever the case may be in the household we kind of had to figure it out on ourselves so i think in particular, or even intimacy or intimacy correct. To, yeah. birds and the bees make a baby but you don't right yeah but what's the love part of, about sex and so for me in particular i kind of had to figure that out on my own especially being gay and then on top of that kind of discovering certain likes or dislikes in the bedroom and a lot of shame kind of comes with that um, and internalized homophobia, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that's my discussion point. 
Well, uh, I, you can go. Okay. You can go. You're the guest. Thank you. Um, I think it kind of all boils down to communication, mm-hmm. and I think that would solve both the money and the sex problem. I know a lot of times sex is kind of like a taboo, even when you're getting to know someone. So my first questions that I usually ask if we meet in a digital space or online is, so what do you like? What are you into? And I know people hate that question. Oh, God, I love mm-hmm. it. Into I, question mark? Right. What are you into question mark? Because if you can't answer that question correctly, no, then we're done. It's a period. It's over. <laughs> like, I don't want to go out on five or six or seven dates and then find out. You know, after I already like you, that you are into like Mongolian basket weaving sex, and I'm strung up from see, like people, the ceilings. Do that you find fun. that? Do you find that people will be that transparent and honest and open with that being an introductory question? Sometimes things like that, I, in my opinion, would take five or six dates for someone to open up and feel comfortable enough to tell you that they like Mongolian basket sex. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you start the conversation initially then it'll get to that i'm like okay well i'm kind of into this and i'm kind of into that you don't you start find the... that if you start the conversation with sex as a foundation that that's all it'll be no really no because i think people are multifaceted and so i can ask what kind of sex do you like and then go okay so do you like french fries curly or do you like them straight or do you like them waffle style seasoned right seasoned mm, because i don't I'm dwell hungry. on that i find out what i need to know and then i move on and then when we need to You're come rare. back to that then you come back but to you that. also date men i i feel like a man cannot approach a woman and and throw the multifaceted out like you just threw because if you approach yeah, me on some sex dynamic. shit i'm going to but think see, that's because that that's all you want but that may not necessarily be the case but i'm not willing to to run that risk but are you open enough to say hey i like this and no i don't know you (laughs) why but that doesn't mean that i have to have sex with you just because i ask you a sexual question but there's a difference between me saying hey char what do you like versus saying hey char what would you like me to do to you asking me what do you like in my mind is dog whistle is coded is gaslighting as to why i'm here so i'm here to find out what you like and that's it. Like all the rest of this stuff is going to be fluff. You voted for Hillary and and you like <laughs> you 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 work in TV. Like all of that is fluff because I'm going to hit it and I'm a bounce. I want nothing else to do with you. See, but are you thinking about sex initially? Like when you go out with someone, you meet them. Do you know? Do you gauge in your mind? Yeah, I'd have sex with him or mm, what? Yes. Yeah. yes. So yes. then why? How, yes. Why play this game and hold back and say, well, it's I have to wait till day five before I feel comfortable enough to tell him if you already have this. It's, it's not a game. It really isn't. I just, I see where you're, I want you to know. I want you to hear and receive this. I see part <laughs> of where you're coming from. But overarchingly, I just think that because we play in two different atmospheres or not even that, because there's some trans women that are perfectly, that are probably like, Char, shut up. Mason's right right now. Thank you, I just, trans women out there who say that. <laughs> for me, that would not work for me. If a man, if one of his initial questions was, what am I into? I'd probably instantly stop talking to him. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Char, because trans women in particular right. are often fetishized. Yes. And so we would connect that question with like, okay, well, you're here to fuck. Yep. Not or experiment yep. or what the fuck you want to do versus yep. actually get to know me as a person yep. by asking me a sexual question. So I'm done. So I understand that. I'm done. Now I did have but a But I also understand Mason too because like you walk, like you say, in particular shoes. Um, Very but nice I like to talk about sex. And so that's something that I would ask. Maybe not what are you into because I hate that question. But maybe like, okay, well, what are some of your fun past sexual experiences? Or like, I like... I wanted to be a sex therapist at one point in my life. 
And so I enjoy talking about people's mindsets when it comes to that. I think it also challenges them because people could have a very um, intellectual conversation surrounding sex and not have it be some true. like some slimy, raunchy, grimy. Yeah, yeah. 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 But and it's so, rare. It's it true, rare, but, but it's rare. Could, but if you could have that conversation, that makes you that a lot more sexier in the mind to me. We don't. We don't ever. You answer have one sex. question, and now you got a nude, unsolicited. <laughs> Um, I did have a coworker <laughs> when you asked this question it made me think to my girls my favorite bunch at the cosmetics counter shout out to Macy's at Orland Square South Burb Chicago and one of my coworkers, uh, who I haven't talked to in so long but she I remember one day she came to work distraught and she pulled me to the side because I was like girl what is this what's, what's, what's good she found out that her boyfriend that she they live together um, she discovered that he was into, I don't know what the porn category is called, but it's basically like mascot sex. Like I would like put cosplay? on oh, like, play. no, not cosplay. Cause I'm not dressing up as wonder woman. Like I'm putting on full Chuck E. Cheese garb or, or I'm keeping the head but, on. Okay. That's and odd. have it like, but see, I could understand how she was distraught and felt mm. a level of betrayal because if we're living together right. and all of a sudden this is surfacing, like she was uncomfortable. But she was was she uncomfortable because she didn't know or because of what he was actually doing? Because of what he was actually doing. Oh, so he was going mm. out, putting the mask yes. on. Oh, yes. okay. oh, cheating on her. Yeah, I, I mean, well, no, I think that porn. came later. I think oh, that came, okay. she like discovered this porn. And then I also had a friend here. I'm going to go back to the Macy story, but I also, also had a friend here who recently discovered that her now ex-boyfriend, that's why I said, well, living in LA I f- or just adulting is like a never-ending episode of Insecure. Uh, <laughs> because we ended up running. She's telling me this story and then we ended up running into her ex-boyfriend that night with a boy. But anyway, she found out the 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 internet guy came to they they were living together oh time warner yeah time okay. warner spectrum came and to hook up the internet she just mindlessly oh here's his macbook they're in the living room the spectrum guy's there he's at work she opens the the laptop and Boom. a smorgasbord of the my vitster and the porn hub and all of that and so she said that when she confronted him about it he calmly was like yeah like there was no lie or anything. Wait, there was no. Was this the same cartoon or sport? Person? No, this is this is someone different. I said a friend out here. Okay. So I didn't finish my Macy story. Okay, got it. But this is a friend um, out here who was living with her boyfriend, and um, so she found out that he was into guys, and so she said, "Well, what does this mm, mean?" And they guys, had been, got it. They had been dating for years. Like at this point, they were living together. She supported him. Like this was like full on when I say insecure, like Issa Lawrence, like she supported him when he was going through like hiccups of, I don't want know what I want to do. Like they're living together. Like she's playing full on wife with no ring. And, uh, and so she discovers this and she ended up telling me, and I believe like speaking to what Mason said earlier about, uh, open relationships how you'll talk the talk but when it comes time to walk the walk you side eye so she told me that she would have no issue dating a bi guy if he were if he were open with it if he would have intro that Mm. but to know that you were you know sneaking around and he was he was sneaking around um she just she just couldn't do that and ironically the same night that she was telling me this story over drinks we ran into the guy (laughs) with a guy like accompanied with a guy it just it was this whole thing. She didn't, you know, go crazy or anything, but she, I know that she has, the, the, pil- the, the pillow has been soaked um, a few nights. And so I think that these things, some sometimes when, when sexual things are, like I can be with a guy who. Is she black or is he black? Yeah, they're black. 
Okay. They are black. And I believe that that might have conflated as to why he didn't tell her. Right. right. Because if she were white, I feel like, like even myself, if I'm being totally honest, if I go on dates with white guys, which I frequently do, or Middle Eastern guys or whatever, I don't feel as much pressure when I'm like, listen, I'm a trans woman. Mm. Going on a date with a black mm. man who is fine, I'm like breaking out in hives. Right. Because I've been around the barbershop talk. I've been around the beauty shop within our community, you and know? that is right. the root of the issue. And I feel like non-black people are a little bit more carefree and open when it comes to things like that. So, I mean, not, I, not, I, I no, don't I, necessarily. And I'm not saying that, so. and I'm not demonizing us in any way. I'm just saying, I do. I'm not demonizing us in any way, but I'm just saying that there is to an extent a carefree, like a blase attitude um, that I have encountered when it came particularly to my transness. Um, so yeah, I don't, my, my, both of my girlfriends, one was white. The, the white one is who found out about the Macy's, <laughs> right? Macy's. The, the and head. then the black one is right. The head. <laughs> and then the black one is what found out about, um, the, her guy being bisexual. So those are both sexual things that kind of interrupted their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it depends on how long you've been with the person and how big of an interruption that it is. Is this something that I can navigate through or are you like being crazy? Like, are we dating and living together? And then all of a sudden you tell me that you're in, into scat. You want me to, <gasps> to shit on your chest? Like, see, I can't, but these I can't conversations should have been had a long time ago. Agreed. It shouldn't have been an interruption if you're being open and honest from jump. Yeah. Like but if, also the things, like you say, we're always evolving. We are. Sometimes fetishes and kinks develop. Maybe they weren't there five years ago. True. And but then maybe, you should, maybe I went down a dark rabbit hole one night when you were out of town visiting your mom back in Alabama and I found <laughs> out some stuff. You know, I, I found out something on the porn. I hub. like us spanking from a wooden paddle. There's just certain. I mean, but I feel like a relationship should create an open space to where you can share anything. I should but what never if your feel. Your partner doesn't adapt, so you're saying that you'd be open to adapting to I, sexual things hurdled your way. Maybe not the sexual things, but I feel like I will be open enough to hear those things. Yes, and okay. that's what's important. I may not ever want to do the wooden paddle thing, but you or should put never the, feel put the mouse head afraid on. to tell me you like paddle right. sex or yeah. it looks interesting. You saw it on. My vidster and you want to try it out. Yeah. And see, that's that's where my personal experience, because a lot of people, not a lot of people, but certain people who I've dated, I have found out, like, it's, like I forgot what term you use, like, it's come to a head where I find out these things. And my biggest issue is, you should have just told me this a while ago. People and are scared. Pe- and they're scared and they're but, ashamed. And they're ashamed. But I always but, ask myself in those situations, well, what did I create a space for you to feel comfortable enough to tell me? Why mm-hmm. can't you tell me this? Am mm-hmm. I that's saying, not am my I being judgmental I'm towards sorry. other people? Like, what is it that you heard or saw in me that made you think that you couldn't tell me? Because mm-hmm. I may not have said anything to you directly, but I probably said something about your friend or something I saw online or something that I read or I heard that someone else was doing. Yeah, that I'm made full you, of quips. But, right, that regardless, made you up. but regardless of that, like, okay, that can you should be more hesitant or can be more hesitant to tell me, but you're still with me. You're still my boyfriend. So if I said something that was and problematic what's the end to goal? a friend. Factor in the end goal. Do you plan on keeping this a secret for the rest of your life? Because right. I'm dating to marry. So, <laughs> you know. Or, you know, when is this going to come to, or, or imagine my reaction if I found out. I'm sure it would be easier just to tell me versus me stumbling across it when the internet guy is Do here. your phone, like hard to be said. Um, I haven't, personally, I haven't come across anything. I know that I've been with guys who, 
expect trans women to perform in certain ways in the bedroom that I personally do not. I won't go into detail, but, uh, and, and that has ended that instantly. Cause I'm not, there are just certain things in the bedroom that I'm not doing. So you can find another and I'm sure that you will. Uh, cause we out here girls, ain't we? Um, so, um, I'm not rigid, but I, I'm not rigid. Like I'm not, oh, a, I'm so not a sexual. prude. Okay, got it. I'm not a prude. I, I have prudish ways. Like you, you, like what you, you like. certainly won't be spitting that. in my mouth. What? Uh, oh. But there's nothing wrong with that either, Shar. There's not. I'm just Mason. I'm speaking about me. This okay, th- this sorry. is the Shar show right now, um, and some would argue what? weekly. Um, <laughs> but you certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. be speaking, uh, spitting like in my mouth or doing anything. Like I said, I'm prude. I'm not prude, but I have prude-ish ways. So uh, yeah, you know my rebuttal to the spit thing, though, right? I know you're what? for it. The saliva. It's we the talked same about this spit that if I kiss you, it's the same. But exact- it's the delivery. Yeah, I'd much rather I'd much rather loogie, swap spit with throw. you. Not hawking a loogie. I'd much rather cool. swap spit with you in a passionate, intimate kiss. Well, what about in a hot choking stroke? Then to okay, kiss me. Then do not spit in my mouth. No, I'm not going for it, and I probably I, I never will. I can't even say probably. I never will. If you're doing a hot choking stroke, kiss me. Do not spit in my mouth. I can't. I can't deal with that delivery. I've been through quite enough. Okay, uh, I cannot deal with that. Mm-mm. So Mason, if your significant other came up to you and was like, "Hey," or no, skip that. You found out about something that they were doing. How would you, or let they light and doing? How would you process that? It depends on what they're doing. Does it involve someone else? Is it outside? Is it mm-hmm. something outside of the relationship, like cheating? Let's do both answers. Okay. So let's um, just say they like, um, I don't know, foursomes, scat. orgies. That's their thing. They like to be dominated in the bedroom by multiple men. And they told you that. You think they're going to go work at Walmart, but they're going to the bathhouse. Well, see, that's cheating. It so is that's cheating. A whole that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to take that apart from the fantasy because... Okay. Anybody can have a fantasy, and I'm not judging you for what you like or what you like to look at. That's what porn, porn is, is for, right? Mm-hmm. In our and, home, and right. <laughs> so you liking when I'm not there. to watch orgy porn or fantasize about that? That's one thing I don't care. That's, okay. But you actually doing it and going out to do that is something totally different. Okay. So what if they told you this is what I like, but they're not actually doing it? Would you trust them not to go do it? Yeah. Okay. Because again, telling me what you like doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go do it. Amen. So what about Char, if you you're found... making this face like you do not? Believe. I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> you have any input, Shar? I, I mean, don't. Shar, but do you have me? any kinks fetishes that you like, mm. but don't maybe necessarily act out on? No. I act out on every single. <laughs> 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 I, I Shar does what Shar wants to nasty do. Nasty Shar. Um, nasty hoe. But what I I don't know how to word this. I don't think anything that I'm interested in is deemed quote unquote shock worthy or unconventional. And I'm using those as umbrella terms. Like I don't foresee anyone being like, what? Like, you know, like, yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. But it doesn't necessarily have to be unconventional, but something that you like. And then what if your partner doesn't like that thing? Then I'd find a way, I guess, to live without it. Hmm. 
A gasp? A gasp. Um, because it's so, not everything to me. Right. There's and, other ways I can be fulfilled. Uh, okay. There's Kinks are not the things, end all be all. For yeah, me, at least. But, yeah. But would you expect your partner to be open to it? Or is it just a no, cold no? No, because if he brings something to me, I might not be. I, like Mason said, I, I'm going to be willing to listen. But that does not mean that I'm going to be willing to try or be open to it. Because mm. I have my concrete things that I, I, I firmly stand no on. Right. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's been things where I've been actually been in a committed relationship. And they say, hey, I want to try this. And it hasn't necessarily been my fantasy that I wanted to fulfill, but I have. You've done gone those along things. to get to yeah. get along, but and what have you gotten out of that? Nothing. Actually, it was kind of high. Oh, to be honest. Okay. But I didn't. But that wasn't on my bucket list of things to do sexually. It just happened to he wanted to do it, and I was like, oh, okay. Do you have hard stops? Like, no, I'm. This is where I don't shit. Want. Like intentional shit, because you know. Yeah. But occupational has intentional shit is like you're not taking a dump on my chest. I have a lot of hard nose when it comes to the right re- to the bedroom. So uh, and I'm not going to list them on the kiss and tell. But I do. Like I said, I'm not a prude, but I have prudish ways. I mean, can we go back to the basics? Damn. Why is everybody such a, no, a damn the animal? The basics were talked about, but there's probably nasty things happening back in the day. Right. Um. So, Mason, you shot read your bio earlier. And we talked about your half year of yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Your oh, journey. Yes. Oh, yes in the bedroom <laughs> and yes in real life. Um, so how is that? When did this start, first of all? And where was it rooted in? Because you have a kind of a crazy story about how you went to Europe and blah, blah, blah. So share that with us. Okay. So last year was my shit show year. I can cuss on here, right? Yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> last year was our hour. shit show year because <laughs> last year almost killed me. But go ahead. Same. Um, and I just had a lot of stuff like going on in my life and I was kind of depressed. Well, not even kind of, but I was depressed and it got pretty bad cause I hated my job and I was dealing with some residual breakup stuff and I kind of got over a lot of that stuff and then I got a new job and I was like, okay, so life is still getting better, but it just was very blah. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I wasn't myself. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like myself. And I had a friend who read the book by Shonda Rhimes, Year of Yes, Year of yes. a while ago. And it told me about it and said that he hated it. He was like, oh, I hated the book. I just didn't get it. I'm going to do a whole year of no, right? <laughs> so, he started, <laughs> so he started a Which blog, Year of No. I think he like made one post, and that was like the end of it. And so fast forward to uh, the middle of August, um, I thought about the book again i was like i'm gonna read this book and then i was like nah no he he didn't like it whatever so i'm not gonna read it the next day a friend of mine stacy died um she was 28 29 married two kids and she died and i was like she was the model perfect girl at our church she danced she did mm-hmm. like all the the dance ministry she just was just like one of those people that you're like oh my god they're, they're actually walking the walk like right her whole thing um and she she died she got really sick and she was in the hospital and she was in and out of comas and then they had to um amputate both of her legs and it was just oh a, it was a lot goodness. that happened lord have um mercy. and so when i woke up the next morning and found out that she died. I was like, I need to read this book. Mm-hmm. 
And so then the next day, my other friend Casey died. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Sorry. It, it was just, it was a back to back. And so these lot. two deaths um, really was the impetus behind me doing this. So I downloaded the book and I read it. And like I powered through the book. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I've been missing. This is it. And I don't know if you've read the book, but I encourage everyone to read the book. I read it. Yeah. It's really um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I just need to start saying yes to stuff to get me out of this funk. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, here are my friends who are around my age that I've known forever and their life is over. And if I die, what am I leaving behind? What can I say that I've done? Like, you know, mm-hmm. what's left? So I started doing the half year of yes. And I was like, okay, the book she goes for a year. And I'm like, I'll do six months. I can do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to be realistic, like Shar says, and have realistic <laughs> expectations. I can do six months. A year is a long time. And so I started saying yes to things. And so it wasn't like the book, like I expected. Because her first yes was to give a commencement speech at her alma mater. Yeah. Um, But she runs in the big leagues. What was your first yes? My first yes was going to a silent party. A what? A silent Silent party. Oh, that's where they wear the headphones. Mm -hmm. And it's like the same song playing, but you can only hear it in your individual head. It's like a room of people. Yeah. Right. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. So I don't understand that, but okay. No, it's really fun. I didn't know what to expect, and I wanted to say no, but I got asked to go, and so I was like, all right, I'll go. Um, so I went, and I had the best time ever in my entire life. Were there drugs there? It sounds like drugs. I mean, I'm sure people do drugs. I don't Jeez. do drugs, but. I mean, I think, like, never mind, go on. <laughs> I, uh, you have on headphones and there's music. So. Yeah. I, what kind of music was it? I mean, there's different stations. There's three different DJs playing a lot of different music. Oh, so, oh, so, so you, you can pick. pick your music. So you can pick the music oh. and everybody's dancing. And then if there's someone you like or you know, you go, oh, flip to their station, station three or four or whatever. And then they hear the same that song. That makes more so. sense. I it's interesting confused. that you, I, I know that we in the past have talked about a book that I have not finished, uh, which is The Seat of the Soul by mm-hmm. Gary Zukov. Such a challenge. I think I got it a year ago. I told you you can't and just I'm power through still, it. And I'm still powering through it. Well, it's on my bookshelf collecting dust right now, but I almost finished. Right now I'm currently reading uh, Brian Patrick Davis. Shout out to Black Socialite Yay. on Twitter. I'm reading mm-hmm. um, Songs About, about Boys. boys. And but I do have Year of Yes. I got it back in November, and I have yet to crack it open. <laughs> and so I may need to check it out as well. So your first yes, like you mentioned, was was the silent party that you went to. So right. how have these yeses improved your life? Like, did you notice like a shift in energy and people that you attracted to you? Like, a how did it change? Coincidences and serendipitous events happen. I was telling Jace on the way over here. So yesterday I was on my way home and I walk in and I see this girl and she has a book in her hand. And then I look down at the book and she kind of tries to hide the book. And I said, do you like the book? And she's like, "Mm, it's okay. And then I was like, oh, well, I've read it. And then she opened up. Turns out the book was Year of Yes. Wow. And so I go, I'm going on a podcast tomorrow to talk about my half year of Yes. And I started telling her all about it. And then she's like, I'm reading it in this book club. And I'm the only person who likes it. And no one else likes it. And it has me wanting to say yes to everything. So I started explaining to her everything that's, you know, have been happening in my life so far since I started it. And, and things, where are you in the six well, months? Well, it ended He's on my past. birthday. Oh. It started in August. It started right. in August and it I ended on my count. birthday, um, March 27th. Whoop, whoop. 
But I'm continuing to do it, and so I'm doing a season two of it. Is what I'm calling it. Come on, love sequel. your blog. I was featured on it, guys, yes. back in de- on December thirteenth, the same day that uh, self titled dropped back in two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be a Beyonce he, reference. He didn't do it <laughs> intentionally, do it. but it's mm-hmm. ironic that I speak to how that album uh, motivated me and encouraged me to to do risk taking. Right. And I, I I wound up out here, and then you dropped the the link on the same day that the album came out. And see, those out. type of things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a synchronicity. Is is that how you pronounce it? Like Syn- when something's synchronized. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. You say um, I'll probably, but I don't think they, those things are very like intentional, and not may not be intentional with like you, but the universe. Yeah. Right. Like, my experience in my lifetime, like you know, serendipitous. It's like, all right, well. How come I'm here looking at this girl's book, asking her what the book is, and it happens to be exactly what I'm going through right now, and I'm going on a podcast tomorrow. Like that's very like mm-hmm. God, whatever you believe the in, hand of God, right? Just having His way, and I think she may have needed that because you said, what did you say? Like she, she was like, kind of hiding it. Yeah, yeah, she was hiding it. And she didn't really want to talk about it until I opened up and started. Oh, sharing I like experience. it because I've heard mixed reactions too. Right, and I, I had th- the year of no, like your friend did. Right, and I, I've said no my whole life. I think I that yes my whole life. what people get from the book <laughs> who don't like it is you're just so used to saying no or, and to being closed off. And I know that during my, my shit show year, I was saying no to a lot of things. And it wasn't anything like crazy, but, you know, in L.A., people ask you, oh, come out, let's do lunch, let's and do coffee, let's go. And you said that you battled depression, like, oh, yeah. so, yeah. Right, and you, you want to be a little recluse a lot of times right. that you're, you're depressed. Yeah. And, I, and I totally understand that aspect of depression. But then there's also the flakiness that comes with L.A. And I, oh, I defend yeah. L.A. tooth and nail. I am fifth generation L.A., so I defend my city. However, I know that we're flaky people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and no follow-up to Flaky saying, and fickle. Now, saying... No is easy to something, especially when you have to drive. So now I've made it a conscious effort to Ooh, say driving. yes and then actually go. And then when I do go to things, I have a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. What's been the that. biggest thing that you've learned about yourself through this six months of yes? I'd have to say how much I internalize everything. Mm. Mm. Um, do you journal? Not on Twitter? You journal, right? Because you tweeted tweet about <laughs> you tweeted um, about a gratitude journal. I, I I just started one in March, so you do journal. I okay. do journal. Um, I'm an only child, and I'm the only child, only grandchild, only great grandchild. So oh whoa, that's a lot of. Pressure. <laughs> I didn't like grow up with like cousins or siblings or like a lot of other people. I mean, I had friends as a kid, but most of the time, once I was in the house, that was it. It was very quiet. It's different had, when you. Ha- I can't imagine not having cousins and siblings. Right. So a lot of things that happen to me, I just keep them to myself because it feels mm-hmm. weird to talk mm-hmm. to other people about that. Mm-hmm. And then my family, I love them, but we're not the most expressive people when it comes to sharing things that happen in mm-hmm. everyday life. Like, example, my mom bought a whole house and didn't tell me. And I just kind of happened to find out on accident. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your mom is beautiful, by the way. Love Thank her brows. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell her. She'll she'll be excited to hear that. She's, she is pretty. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we didn't share. So when it comes to my personal life or things that happen, it may not even be a big thing. I just don't feel comfortable talking to people about it just because I never did. Mm. And so have you changed that? Um, blogging every week uh-huh. and putting a lot of stuff out there for people to read. And it's um, I'm always surprised that people actually read stuff that I write. Um, 
You've gotten a lot of good reactions. I've gotten mixed reactions, and I've gotten reactions, period. And so I'm like, oh, one, people are reading this. But two, people actually want to talk about something that is going on. And a lot of that came especially when my uncle passed and dealing with grief. Because mm-hmm. depression is one thing. And it's like I'm depressed and I don't really know why I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Grief is I can pinpoint why mm-hmm. I'm depressed and there's nothing I can do about this thing. And that, mm-hmm. to me, makes it worse because I just didn't know what to do with it. And I've, I met a person in San Francisco, AJ. She's amazing. Um, and it was one of those kind of, oh, my God, the universe made us meet. Mm-hmm. And she had been dealing with uh, grief herself. For something that was going I mean, on. Who's AJ? Uh, this random girl that I met in San Francisco. Okay. Who's random? Yeah, random girl. Who I love now. Like, mm-hmm. she's amazing. And she said, oh, you should read this book called The Five Invitations. And it's basically... The Five a, what? Invitations. Invitations. And it's basically okay. about grief and dying from the Zen Buddhist perspective. And this guy um, is a Buddhist monk and he opened a hospice, which is ironic because I used to work for a company that did that. And... Um, how they handled the grieving process. But one of the things that I read in the book that stuck with me, and I've tweeted it a lot, is that grief is love with no place to go. And oh, what geez. does that even mean? It means that, like, for me, when my uncle died, all the love that I had for him had nowhere else to right, go because yeah. he's no longer here. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out what to do with this, these feelings, yeah. these emotions, and, and there was no place to put it because it was, you know, Mm-hmm. shaped like my uncle and nothing else fit mm-hmm. because he's no longer here. Mm. Um, and then beyond that, I started looking at how that related to other aspects of my life with people. And I, I ended a friendship. I talked today about um, mm-hmm. I had a best friend who I am no longer best friends with. And that friendship ended. And I went through a period of grief, like, you know, right. a person That's that you talk so to yeah. every day. And I had all this love and I don't know what to do with it's a breakup. This, yeah, it is. A, it's like a divorce <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of the times because your friends are there through thick and thin. But saying yes to that and actually allowing myself the space to actually look at it and not just kind of push it down mm-hmm. is one of the things where I started to learn like, oh, I should talk to people about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have to do it all by myself or internalize it so much. And other people, once I've started sharing, they started sharing their stuff back. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that part. It's really interesting yeah. to me. Well, I think you're doing, like, really amazing things. And someone who, you know, personally, I've been, like, transparent about things. And they've been, that transparency has been able to, like, allow people to open up. Like, I know, like, firsthand, like, it's kind of overwhelming. But it's just like, all right, like, you're doing your deed. And so I'm super proud of you for just being transparent and sharing your story and sharing Thank things you. like that. Because a lot of people just need that just authenticity that they don't necessarily like see all the time there there are universal connections and experiences that people do get because i've even from from kiss and tell this platform that um i get feedback weekly (laughs) because you know we do the live chat or whatever on twitter and it's always interesting to see how people um have interpreted something that you said that might not have been your intention and that's not a bad thing but just what they take from it or how they might incorporate their own personal experience into something that you said so i I do enjoy uh the give and take of being transparent but i'm transparent to a fault 
<laughs> right. And what transparency like doesn't mean that you have to tell all your business. It just means that you right. have to be. Right. Uh, it's just being oh, genuine. Oh, I'm a vulnerable right. girl. Oh, I'll shed a tear. Listen. <laughs> oh, you're on love. But I have a question for you guys in, oh, as shit. it relates Hold to. On, what? <laughs> Not the way this works. The flip, flip the script. <laughs> Hold on. I'm a guest host. I'm guest host. All right. So. That's the title. We'll get us together. <laughs> <laughs> what areas in your life do you feel like you need to say yes to more? I'll go first. Because you because in our interview you asked me this. I did. And it's so funny because I did say my romantic life because my um my entire twenties was so, was focused around career mm-hmm. and uh friends. And like I was telling you before we even went on the air, it's so much easier for me to just be mean. Not be mean, but like not <laughs> even like address romance. Like it's so I've become so comfortable in social settings amongst friends and peers and work that the thought of romance makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to say it's not achievable, but I don't see a lot of examples. You know how representation matters. I don't see a lot of examples aside from like maybe four girlfriends. If that, that I can think of, of like, wow, someone, you know, And when I say examples, I don't mean, I mean examples to like things that I subscribe to. Like I say that I like cis men for better or for worse. That's just my shit. I got to unpack some things. Maybe I need to open up to other things, but I like cis men. That's just what it is. Cis het in particular, because I don't entertain gay men. I don't, I I don't entertain men that identify as gay. Um, And so it's very few instances that I see love or relationships, successful relationships between trans women and cis men. And so uh, it scares me. I think the idea of romance, even at 30, it, it's something that I shy away from because I'm not prepared to, <laughs> to if, if things go down and I'm not, I'm not speaking ill will, but if things go down the drain, I remember one of my, um, mentors telling me because she's a january 6th capricorn i'm january 2nd she was telling me that she didn't get her heart broken until like she was like 27 and she witnessed the lack of empathy that people had for her Mm -hmm. like when you're 17 you get your heart broken and you can sit around in sweats and eat your bluebell ice cream and everyone's gonna rally around you and support you but by the time the older you get the less and less people and she was going through it but she had no one to, and I feel like I, at this point, <laughs> if something were to happen like that, I mean, I know I'd have friends, but I don't know if I'd have that support. Like it's, it's a, it's layered fear, but there is a fear for me in, in Rome. And then of course, safety. I don't right. want to become a hashtag. It's a lot that goes into, in, into dating. So, um, yeah. Well, I think you're doing I, a I good job say, this year opening up and saying yeah. yes to well last year was far. very traumatizing mm-hmm. for me I was there. uh but yeah so that that's something that i wish i could say yes to more everything else i'm cool with um for myself when i read shonda ryan's book because i did read it um i made my my myself have a year of no but for saying yes i think i need to say yes to myself more and like what I actually want and start saying, well, I started saying no to other people more because I've always been more of a, I'm, I'm a natural nurturer, not nurturer. That's not, that's not, cause I'm not, I'm very cold. 
You're a nurturer. I'm a nurturer, uh, but I'm I'm a Jace version of nurturing. Shit. Thank you, Char. Love you. <laughs> um, I'm my own version. I'm tough love, so I'm very good at like. Okay, there's a problem. Let me fix it. Like that has been my. Whole, I'm the oldest of five kids. Like I was, I had a huge responsibility when I was younger, um, just fixing things. A lot of my siblings come to me. My cousins come to me. I'm the oldest on my. my I have a lot of cousins. I have a lot of siblings. So I'm the opposite of you. I had everybody coming to me, and so there's a lot of weight on, you know, my agenda when it came to picking kids up from practice and all. That. Like I always, I was giving a lot, um, just growing up, and I think a lot of that has trickled into my adult life when it comes to the time and energy I put into other people. Um, so I think in, in my career as well. So I think me saying yes to things that I want to do, like I, um, I've been sober. I'm taking a spring cleaning. Um, so I'm saying yes to my body and I'm just cutting out sex and booze for the spring. And it's been about a month thus far and it's good. Like I've been a lot more conscious and aware, especially in spaces where there is alcohol, um, not to be judgmental, but I've seen in the past month, things go downhill at the root of boozing. Um, not that that's been my experience. Oh, forgive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's crazy to see that. Cause there's times where you're in those spaces and you're like drunk as well. It's just like, Oh, well, but like being completely like sober, you see where this headed. It's yeah, a I've, different experience. I've done cold Turkey a few times. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I haven't, I mean, I've been drinking since I think I made a margarita when I was 14 years old. So like I've been doing this for a very long time. And so that's just been my experience. And so being cut from it, which I've done before, but I think I'm being more intentional with utilizing my energy into other spaces versus complaining about not having my glass of wine. So like being more productive. Yeah. Cause time yeah. waits for time is non-refundable. I worked right. out yesterday. It's like I've you had earthing. one drink, you had them all. Yeah. You will, you go to one party, you've gone to them all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. out here in LA, things are a lot of the times just cyclical mm-hmm. and the same thing, same crowd, same music, same right. people. Right. But so, you just need that release. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, Saying yes to myself as a person is probably my biggest. And I've been working on that since I turned 30. Being more selfish. I think it's okay to be selfish. Oh, yes. If you want to put another title on that, whatever. But I've been being pretty selfish and doing what I want to do for this year. I love that. That's my yes. Good. So we're going to play a little short game. So it's called No Ums. But I, you in particular, I think that you have... Your mindset when it comes to dating is a little untraditional, and okay. I love that about you. So I kind of did evolved. It's evolved. I, I think his his outlook on things is evolved, oh, is evolved. But I still think it's traditional. But go ahead. Yeah, most of the points. So no ums, but this is going to be a little bit more in depth. So Mason, describe your perfect date. My perfect date would be. Something fun and outdoors, like beach, hiking, um, bike riding, a park, something in nature. Something in nature? Okay. Freak of nature or just nature? Oh, I mean freak of nature, too. Oh, I thought you said freak of nature. Spoken like a true Angelina. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take that. Um, What is the top quality that you look for in a man? Attractiveness. Attractiveness? Mm -hmm. Not their brains? No, you can learn. 
You can okay. you can always learn. <laughs> okay. You can't always become and a better looking. And that's why we all wanted to Sometimes do you a can. more in-depth. I've seen some swans. I mean, some ugly ducks turn into swans. For the mm-hmm. right price. Not even oh. that. You've never seen those Twitter threads, those evolutions, like mm-hmm. 2012 versus 2000. If you can't handle me here. Right. That's really here. popular but right those now. those kids are like <laughs> if 17 you can't handle and they haven't hit Speaking of Mariah Carey. <laughs> right. She, hers was funny. I love mm-hmm. her. Okay. Attraction. I'll take that. Um, how would you handle someone who has not, who is not comfortable introducing you to their parents? Oh, I don't care. You don't care? Not at all. Not really? Nope. Okay. I don't, like I said, I don't come from a very, like, introduce you to my parents, family kind of family. So does not bother me in the least bit. I don't have to ever meet your parents. Wow. Really? Because my relationship was you, not them. See, untraditional. True, but <laughs> your relationships are they they sprinkle outwards like you're a reflection my relationship with you is a reflection of my relationship with the with everybody else in my inner circle i don't i don't care to meet your best friend what I if don't they're really close with their parents that, and if that's what you would like for me to do but i'll never say well why haven't i met your parents yet because i could care less interesting i'm hmm. the total opposite do you want to get married when am i meeting mom <laughs> yes and no depends on the day depends on the what the, the day, day. Sometimes uh, I thought you said something else. I was the gonna say, oh, damn. <laughs> no, I heard no, dip no. and dick. No, no, no. Depends on the what? On the day. D-A-Y. Oh, D-A-Y. Some, oh, some the days. Day of the wedding. No, the day I don't want a wedding. Okay. Oh, someday, okay. I, I agree with you. Some days, I, well, I go back and forth if I want a big Carrie Bradshaw, New York City Public Library wedding, or if so I want happen. a justice <laughs> of the peace. If I'm going to get married, it would be a justice of the peace. But even then, I don't want a wedding and an, a marriage only for someone to take my assets when I die or make the final call or something like that to pull the plug. But other than that, I could care wow. less about a piece of paper. Hmm. So bleak. And dark. But it's not, it's not it's a lot true, of, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. them life insurance policies, right? Gosh, now what I'm going to do, cause the likelihood <laughs> I'm going to be alone for a long, no, you're not sure. So I'll speak to existence. Listen, don't cry for me. I'll be fine. Just check on me. I don't want to be rotting away in my one bedroom that's for my, six days. That's my biggest fear. Can I be in your will? You know, you see those stories like on the Daily Mail, like this be- woman was in her apartment for two years. But, and nobody knew she was there. With the, no, the dead gerbil. With the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knew. Yeah, check in Ryan on me. Top Ramen. Uh, all right. Okay, cool. Thank you, Mason. Oh, those Thank are you. the top three? Yeah, those are All the, right. Well, yeah. we're going on like six Kiss hours, us. so oh, I'm wow. just going to hop into the KT kudos. Mm-hmm. All right, time for the Kiss and Tell kudos. This week's KT kudos goes to Janelle Monet for dropping Yay. her new visual for Pink. Pink is P-Y-N-K. And her album, you all know that I, I feel like I'm one of the few people who enjoys Janelle Monet's albums in her music i have been the biggest fan back when nobody was like like sincerely jane days sincerely jane i saw her eight times in concert in one year really see i've never seen i've never seen her live you know i'm a she's a bdc girl but uh i've never seen but i do support her i do like her i like electric lady sincerely jane all of it queen i like uh i prefer Django jane over the other one feel it the way (laughs) you make me the prince i don't really care for that one i like Django jane and I like pink and I love the visual because um, it is an ode to vaginas, but it's also an ode to women who don't have vaginas. So the, in, in the video, people are like lined up and someone on Twitter said, 
that you notice that Janelle, if you all have not watched the video, Janelle is wearing pants that look like a vagina, mm-hmm. but everybody else got them on too, but all of the vaginas are different because vaginas are different. And then there are some women who are just in pink uh, bathing suit leotard things with no vagina. So it's symbolism in there. And then Tessa Thompson came out, who mm-hmm. is her alleged girlfriend, who also stars in the video and pops out of Janelle's vagina pants. Um, <laughs> Tessa Thompson, the actress, um, shouted out intersectionality today. She was like, you know, this is also for the for the women who don't have vaginas. So she let she let us know that the visual and the song can be celebrated for all women. Um, Which and, I read those comments and they were so stupid. You know what? Sometimes I have to. You know how last week I was talking about the influx of transphobia. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to protect my perfect piece, and mm-hmm. I appreciate the tweet for what it is. And I got to keep scrolling. Yeah. I got to laugh at Nene versus Sheree. I got to <laughs> laugh at Kim as they call her and versus Mark. Like I have to find something, watch Wendy hot topics. I cannot immerse myself in Twitter threads and comments, especially in transphobic rhetoric. That's like, if you're all always exposing yourself, you know, to the, the horrible conservative MAGA tweets, like you got to protect your, your yeah, personal space. Right. I will say a lot of people attacked the people who were saying problematic things, but that's good. Yeah. But what I also learned just really quickly before we sign out mm-hmm. is that, you know how it's often joked about how we live in bubbles in coastal cities, right? Hell, even in Chicago, I feel like, um, but I realized this past week that the world is not, well, I shouldn't say the world, the country is not as, progressive as i thought oh not at all Mm-mm. i mean i knew that they weren't but i thought that we were further along than what we were and i was harshly reminded not personally but just some things that i see have seen on the internet that i have America. Su- i have succumbed to the bubble um and so yeah but yeah this is about the kudos Kudos uh, to Janelle Monae, Tessa Thompson. Great visual. Made me want to go to Palm Springs. I've never been. Uh, but made me want to play with the inflatable toys and, and hop around in some yes. in some vagina pants. Let's mm-hmm. plan so, a trip. Yeah. Mason, before we sign off, where can everyone find you? So they can find me on my blog, halfyearofyes.com. They can find me on Twitter at First Gentleman or on Instagram at Mr. Freemason. Mm. Are you a Freemason? No, it's a play on my name. I know, I figured. But <laughs> I had to ask because that would have been a whole other hour. Mm-hmm. Jace, uh, we can find you at Jace Barron. I'm just going to say yours like I always say. You can find Jace you know at Jace Barron everywhere. <laughs> and of course, you can find me, Char says so, across all platforms. Until next week, guys, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for live tweeting with us. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Tell a friend. Use hashtag KT Radio when you're interacting, and we'll talk next week. I love us for real. Bye, girl. Toodles.